0: This is Smash Mouth Richie Taylor. This is First Class Jet Rooker. This is totally one half of the National Classics. This is Tyson Baxter. This is Royce Chambers. Hey, this is one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions, Mitch Waterman here. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to MCWY. 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 MCW
1: Welcome to MCWY, the official podcast of Melbourne City Wrestling, We're back with another massive interview where we don't just have one. We've got two special guests to round out this year. And these guys are pegged for massive things coming up in 2021. Of course, my name's Simon Tackler. My co-host is Nims Azor. And I know you're excited. You're a big fan of our guests this week.
2: Very much so, man. I mean, first off, you want to talk about some guy. Like, you want to talk about a team that is fluid i mean we've talked to tag teams here before we talked to the brat pack and while they're great there is just some connections that you can only have through blood and the philippe brothers the natural classics together but individually there's a reason why they call stevie the natural there's a reason why time is the future classic because what you see is what you get these guys don't take any shortcuts and the best part is i actually reckon during lockdown, they look a lot better than they did when they were actually wrestling. Like, these guys look the goods. And I cannot wait for homecoming on the 6th of uh, February to see these guys go out the gate because it's going to be awesome. They're both joining us now. Not only
1: are they one of the country's best tag teams, but as single stars, they've also made their mark. They're a tag team. They're brothers. They're the natural classics. And they join us now. Tom and Stevie Philippe. Boys, welcome to the show.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. This is as real
0: as it gets on the MCW Wide podcast.
2: Well, boys, I want to start off. As Simon mentioned, you guys are brothers. So we want to know, just straight off the bat, how many unsanctioned natural classics go one-on-one, explode matches have your parents had to break up uh, between the entire duration of your life?
0: I can't count. I can't <laughs> count them. I'm sure there's so many that we've had, um, when we were, especially when we were young. Wow, everything was a competition between us. And um, it's good because we've just constantly been pushing each other
3: from day one to better ourselves. So I think it's a bit different now being older, feeding off each other and actually helping each other get better in what we're doing. In different ways. Yeah, in different ways. Not not beating each other up.
1: (laughs) So how did it start for you guys being fans? What got you hooked? Was one a fan before the other or was it just a family thing that just grew?
0: It was kind of a thing where um, we were both fans, but because obviously I'm older, not by much. I started watching wrestling from an age I can't even remember. So um, I was probably maybe two, three years old, like really young. Um, I would always run across to my grandmother's house um, across the road. And we kind of still do it sometimes because she's got Foxtel and you can you know, <laughs> catch up on WWE and stuff. But yeah, we'd always watch it weekly,
3: at, at like a religious thing. Um, and, and for me, I'm basically born into it. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Like you had no choice. You were watching it with me. Yeah. And yeah, since that
0: young age, I always said to myself, um, I'm going to be a pro wrestler when I grow up. And literally it was the exact same with Stevie. Yeah.
2: See, that's kind of unique for me because so I'm an only child. I don't have any siblings. So Stevie, as you you know come into this world and you see your brother is loving wrestling and this is infectious and passing out. And he sees that he wants to be a pro wrestler. Is that something like well, you know what? That's actually the, the best idea you've ever had, man. We should, we should have a crack at this. When did you sort of really sort of think, all right, Tom's going to go for it. Do I want to let my brother do it and go for it? Or do want do I want to make this a thing for me as well?
3: Yeah, like uh, definitely. Like I always looked up to my brother. I still do and forever will. Um, but I could see like the passion in his eyes watching as a young child and seeing that I fed off that emotion. And I really wanted to, to have that myself as well. Um, and when Tom... Uh, turned the age of 18 he started professional wrestling and um, he said to me don't start to 18 so I had to wait a few years and it was eating me alive waiting to wrestle waiting to wrestle and when I did he helped me definitely along the way.
1: So did you get some pointers like Tom you started first Stevie did you get some sort of you know pre-training pointers you know maybe at home before it was all official?
3: Well, where I got my name, The Natural, uh, basically to watch my brother train, wrestle shows. um, And the first time I stepped in the ring, basically, I was was ready. You were ready. (laughs) You were pretty much ready. And I don't know if you know this, Stevie, but when I started
0: pro wrestling uh, training... Um, I was always called the natural myself because I picked up things really quick. But literally when Stevie started, he's a natural at everything, like for every sport that he's played, soccer, cricket, as growing up. Um, when he started, he was, it's like, he was more of a natural than me. So it actually stuck as a name Yeah. and they called him the natural Stevie Philippe because of that.
2: <laughs> well, Tom, your record's pretty damn impressive, man. Just looking at what you've done in MCW itself, there's not a lot of times that you've been counting lights uh, is yeah. it's, it's, you've got a hell of a win-loss record, man. And for you, when, you, when you're going through some pretty big-name opponents too, like Mike Burr, who is he's like the guy, that one of the founding fathers of MCW. He's like
0: a gatekeeper, I guess. You yeah,
2: ex- exactly. And big names like that. And how does that sort of build your aura too? Because all of a sudden, when a guy like you that comes in and starts knocking off other names, it's very hard not to notice you.
0: Yeah, that's true. I had such a big chip on my shoulder coming into MCW 2018. Um, I literally was, I'm pretty, pretty sure I was undefeated for that whole year, apart from, I think, the Rumble. But I don't, like, no one pinned me that whole year. And Stevie was the first person to pin me at MCW. It was uh, February 2019 when we had a brother versus brother match. Um, but, yeah, that, that whole year, it, it it was crazy. Like, no one bet me <laughs> No one bet me. It was, it was so it was so good. And then on the flip side,
1: for you, Stevie, seeing what Tome had been doing in MCW when you came into the promotion, did that put a lot of pressure? Was that hard to deal with? Or did that give you sort of a bar to aim for?
3: Well, under pressure, I worked the best. So I saw how Tome started his career in MCW. Uh, MCW. Um, I wanted to jumpstart it. So I don't know if you know, At the Rumble, instead of running into the ring, I ran and jumped over the ropes, hit Mike Burr, and took out JXT and Mike Burr at the same time. That's true. true. You made a massive impression. Um, And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, And ever since then, I've just been trying to get better and better and better to live up to his name, basically.
2: Well, the thing is, just in a short time from seeing you guys um, inside the ring. I feel like I know what you guys are made of, but just chatting to you now, there doesn't seem to be a compromise with you two. There's always one better you can do. I mean, Tommy, you were just talking about your winning streak and you dismissed a winning streak. Like, yeah, so you're meant to beat people in wrestling. (laughs) Uh That's fine. There's more on Stevie, you, in your your debut match, you just came in and just took out the biggest dogs and then continued as if it was nothing. So is this something that just, well, how do I put it? What's good enough for the natural classics?
0: Well, we don't, we don't have any fear. Um, Yeah, that's out the window when we go out there in the ring. Um, Yeah, and we just believe that we've got to give our 110% every time we walk out there. But not only that, just outside wrestling as well with everything else that we do, especially, you know, considering we go to the gym a lot, you know, five, six days a week on top of the cardio we do and the wrestling training. um, Everything that we do is 110%. Anything that's towards wrestling, I put my heart and soul into it. And Stevie does the exact same thing, if not more. Well, let's talk about that because the past year has obviously
1: been a challenge for everyone, especially for us here in Melbourne, being in lockdown, there were no live shows. There wasn't really the opportunity to go to the gym full time, if at all, for parts of the year. Uh, anyone who follows the two of you on social media would have seen that you guys were still training. How hard was that? Was it hard to stay motivated? And just talk about some of the challenges of you know having to stay in the shape you guys are in without yeah. the access to, you know, the normal facilities.
3: Yeah. I think building a base from a young age um, at the gym and having a good diet um, definitely helped us both. Um, just we we made sure that we kept it stupid simple, basically. If we couldn't focus on wrestling, um, we couldn't even go out the state to even have a show, for example. Um, so we built our own gym. We built our own squat rack. We built our own bench press. We built our own... Um, a lap pull down, for example, which you can do multiple exercises on. And keeping that mindset of doing what we can do in this moment, once the doors open again, we're going to come out with fire. Yeah, so we literally just focused on what we could do, not what we couldn't do. We just didn't have any excuses. You know, we
0: didn't have a plate. We didn't have any heavy plates. So what do we do? We went out and bought some. And, yeah, everything was all like you know sold out at whatever sports store but we went on facebook marketplace and we like messaged everyone that we could have and we still couldn't find anyone but then we hit up Slex, and then he knew someone that had old plates and we went to his house picked <laughs> up the weights brought him back home and got straight under that bench press and lifted
2: i don't know if anyone if, if you don't follow Slex on the social media you need to because that man's a man mountain and for a guy like Slex to look small compared to two other people it's a pretty impressive thing i was just telling Simon when we were doing our prep here it looks like the natural classics actually look in better shape during COVID than they did when they were wrestling.
3: <laughs> I think I think the mindset has changed a lot since that time as well. Um, coming back from the dojo and having the mentality of working, 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 working with what we have, you yeah. know,
0: really just looking at what you have and appreciating everything around you, whether it's a lot or not, if you just give 110% to a small dumbbell, you're still going to have the same size as what you had at the gym with all those fancy plates and all those fancy machines and stuff like that. So um, we, yeah, that, that's what we focus on. And that that's like, it's, Corona has been a blessing for us. Um, As hard as it's been for everyone and even for us, not being able to wrestle, it's, it's killed us inside, but it's also strengthened us in other areas. So when we come back, it's gonna be a different thing, I'll guarantee you.
1: Listen up fellas, 2020 sucked. It's almost a new year, which means new balls with our sponsor Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved
2: in 2021. 2020 was definitely not a good year for self-care here, but while I may have put on a little bit of extra kilos, and my exercise went down the toilet, at least everything on the the temple that I call my body was fine thanks to the good people at Manscape. their lawnmower and every other accessory that came with the Manscaped pack made sure that I was hair free I was very clean and crisp and at least I didn't look like some form of Neanderthal thanks to quarantine oh absolutely
1: and thanks to Manscaped they're here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their
2: perfect package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the 3.0 now this is waterproof and skin safe. It'll reduce nicks to your two best friends. And I can tell you that for a fact. That's right.
1: The third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. And I can attest to that. I was a little bit skeptical. I thought a light on a trimmer,
2: absolute game changer. It's time to freshen up down there for the new year. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturized as well. I mean, you already put deodorant on your armpits. That's if you're doing it right, and you damn well better be doing it. So why not extend that and put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you will love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray.
1: 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chaping boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. If I could, I'd wear them every day, but that's not clean. So I clean them, then I wear them again. They're so good.
2: Now, a guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy at all. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MCW21 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So remember... 20% off and free shipping with the code MCW21 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. It cannot be easier. Use the code MCW21. Happy New Year to you and your balls. It
1: almost feels like that time away from the ring and sort of being isolated to just focus on staying in shape and, you know, working together has almost reinforced how much you guys want this as well which it feels yeah. like, you know, it's almost like a coin toss. Would this cause someone to sort of give up or go at it harder? And obviously for you guys, it's like, no, nah, this just shows you want it more than ever. Right.
0: Exactly. On. Yeah. We, we've seen people um, kind of like slacked off, um, not even just in wrestling, but um, other friends and such. And it's, it's kind of sad, but it just shows who really wants it. And <laughs> when we come back, I guess we're going to see who really wants it, who's actually kept up their training, even though you don't have a ring. You can still roll around in your backyard. You can still do the fundamentals. Who was doing that? Who wasn't? We'll have to find out. Is it going to be easier for us when we return? Is it going to be harder? Have people been pushing? We'll see.
2: Just keeping an eye on the MCW Academy socials. uh, I mean, you guys were one of the first names that actually saw back when things sort of opening up a little bit in Melbourne, like, it was just like, damn, I think they just announced that restrictions are done. And bam, you guys were already back in the ring uh, at the Academy. But we mentioned obviously 2020 has been really tough, and it seems to be even tougher too because you guys started off the year with a fantastic match at Clash of Titans, uh, a tag team title bout against the Brat Pack. Everyone's talking about the Brat Pack because they've got the titles at the moment, but that must have given you just a bit of a taste because, oh, yeah, we were very close to championship gold there. Next time we'll get them, and then bam, the world shuts down. How does yeah. that feed you guys? Because we got homecoming coming up pretty shortly next year, 2021. It's on the horizon. You've yep. had your chance this year that the rest of the chances for the year have been taken away from you. Yep. How's that built the fire inside?
3: I don't think people are ready. Just thinking about it now, I want it more than ever. Whatever we've done in the past five years for myself for seven, it's eight years, seven years, I think for me with yourself, this, this small portion of time, I've wanted this more than anything in my life. So when we go back, it's, we're gonna unleash hell. That's true. And when I actually mean that with my bottom of my heart. It, it's kind of hard, you know, seeing, you know, or
0: just recently losing at the previous MCW show, and then now not wrestling for such a long time. It, it does kind of burn a hole, but um, we're just gonna to have to see, like I said before, who really wants it when we return. Are they gonna be in shape? Are those boys gonna be in shape? i'm not talking about body shape well that too i guess but are they going to be in shape in the ring can they keep up with us
1: well you guys have had the advantage being brothers being you know locked down together you guys basically have one of the best in the world to train with all the time yeah so is that sort of what it ended up being like all right let's do it let's go in the backyard or wherever and
0: wrestle stay sharp oh yeah and we're blessed to be you know living in the same household so and we see each other most of the time so does oh. the
1: tension build, though? Because, like, me and my older brother were the same. A couple of years apart. We loved wrestling growing up. We'd have, you know, our unsanctioned matches at home, too. <sighs> Even though you love each other, there is that time where, for no reason, you just start a fight. Has this happened for you guys in lockdown where it's
3: just, you know, blown up? I think not once in lockdown. I yeah. think we were so wow. motivated and so ready to get back in the ring, that we've actually been on the same page the whole time. If anything, we were just giving each other pep talks. So if one felt a little bit down, the other
0: one would bring the other one up again. So that's pretty much what happened throughout Corona. Um, I I guess with um, those really harsh lockdowns we had in Melbourne, the five kilometre radius and um, I think we're going to... The curfew. The curfew Curfew and stuff. I think tensions were slightly higher you know um, but that but, kind of fed us more yeah. in the gym in the diet and making sure that we're perfect with that stuff yeah. so and- when we when we went under our crappy little bench press we've pushed even harder. And when we, you know, dropped those weights, we slammed them even harder on the ground. (laughs) Well, the thing is too, like wrestling
2: has got a long history of tag teams of brother tag teams. I mean, we look at just Bret Hart, Owen Hart, probably two of the greatest the Steiner brothers back in the day, even during the attitude era, you know, the Hardys. Now we see the Young Bucks, uh, the Lucha brothers, guys that you've actually been in the ring with too. Um, There sort of seems to be an advantage that, tag teams that are siblings like it's hard enough being a great tag team being a great brother tag team to be in that sort of realm how do you live up to that challenge
3: i think we just keep doing what we're doing um once once the shows are back on i think we're just going to get even closer together and just push for the limit basically literally so i i believe like living up to
0: other people or other people's expectations like i i don't know when you said that when you asked that what expectations? You know what I mean? Like everyone's on their own. Everyone's got their own little path. Like the Lucha brothers, they did it their way. The Hardy brothers, they did it their way. We're doing it our own way. Um, yeah. We look up to certain people and such. We love, we love the Hardy boys growing up, um, but um, we are the natural classics. So we are the first of us.
1: Well, talking about, you know, a man who was in one of those tag teams, Harlem heat Booker T. you guys got the opportunity to go over to the States train with Booker and also you guys have, you know, trained with different people around the world. How important were those experiences in sort of shaping what you can do moving forward, as opposed to just saying, all right, I did my training when I was 18 and now I'm ready. It feels like you guys have continued to, you know, want to learn from everywhere.
0: And we still want to do do that right now. So we never believe that you shouldn't, you know, just stop training. We still believe you're never good enough and you can go and learn things from other places and such. Um, the ones that really make it somewhere in this business have gone out there, have left their own school. You know what I mean? So like, it's great to learn from a place, but you can only learn so much after a certain time where you have to actually go out there and spend money and travel to the other side of the world and, you know, live in a place that looks scary if you have to, cause it's cheaper and all that sort of stuff. And I believe that's, you know, that's what we've done for a while now. Since we've both started, I think the first time I ventured off was in 2017. I was by myself, and then every other time was with Stevie. And um, we've learned so much at Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. I could never talk more high of that place. We've been—I've been a total of three times. Stevie's been there twice, and we've also spent three months at the farley Dojo. You know, sleeping with 12 other people in one massive room, dojo style. It was just—it's—it's crazy. You know what I mean? You—you think, everything's just all nice, but it's not what you see on TV. Like it's, it's different. Wrestling is hard. It's difficult.
2: Talking about uh, your time spent uh, at reality of wrestling, Booker T's promotion in Texas. Uh, Booker T has done it tough too. Like he came up the hard way and like, I've been watching old school WCW nitros on, on the network and he still looks in greater shape as he does now. So what are some of the things that he taught you? Because his career, he looks like he could go tomorrow. If he stepped into the ring, if, the, if his music sounded at the Rumble and he came yeah. out, I'd be like, yep, he can go. Yeah, Did he pass on any of those tips for uh, longevity so, so you guys can get the maximum out of your career?
3: Always, always. Definitely. I think he just said the most thing that kind of stuck to me was being consistent. Yes. Um, even though we have been in the past, um, coming back from America last year to now, being consistent how we are has just, it's opened up more avenues for us. Um, It's changed the way our bodies are. We're more flexible. We're more agile. All these things are, how can I put it? It's making us better. So we're just staying on top of stuff essentially. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah,
0: Booker T would always tell us, um, you want to stay fit. You want to stay healthy. So do whatever it takes. Like, don't be dumb. Don't don't do dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just be smart in the ring as well. (laughs) Don't do dumb.
1: And in terms of bringing it back home, you know, Australia right now has some amazing tag teams, in MCW and around the country, you know, the Untouchables, the Velocities, the Brat Pack yourselves. How do you feel you measure up and sort of where do the Natural Classics rank in terms of some of the teams who have maybe been a team for longer?
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, you mentioned those names and we've like... We've pinned them all. We've pinned them all, essentially. But like, it's... it's, I feel there's just a really good tag division in Australia and I, I really do hope it gets bigger and better so like whether we've pinned anyone or not it doesn't really matter but i guess like we just all got to constantly push each other
2: when you guys see uh, in the mcw academy now i mean i mean there are guys like you know we chatted to royce chambers we've seen jet roker these new guys that seem to keep lifting the bar ultimately when they finally do get onto a level that you guys are they're going to take a piece of your pie like essentially wrestling's a big a big world but it's not that big so if someone new comes in someone's obviously old gonna be pushed out what what do you guys have to do to make sure that you're not the ones being pushed out that you're the ones that are still relevant that the natural classics aren't going to let young upstarts come up and push them out of MCW with they've worked very hard to get to the point where they are
0: I think good on them because we were in that situation as well when we first started we were we had a chip on our shoulder we came in I faced Mike Burr I looked at his I looked at his eyes and I said no nah. I'm gonna beat you, and I bet him. It, it, it's, it's only normal. So, whenever someone comes up that's young, it, it's okay. We're still young ourselves anyway, you know, <laughs> we're super young. But especially in wrestling years, it's not like soccer where you play and you're 17 and you've got to make the cut. And if you don't make the cut, you're screwed. For wrestling, it's different, it's a complete different sport. I think the older you get, the better you get. If you look at AJ Styles, yeah, he might be more hurt now when he when he finishes a wrestling match, and if he doesn't do his specific stretching, you know, we can skip a couple of sessions if we need to, if if we if we if we're lazy or something like that. But you know, if someone like AJ Styles, he's going to have to do his special stretches after and before. Like I've heard Randy Orton, if he doesn't do his specific shoulder stretching, he won't wrestle that night. You know, so he's going to make sure he's got everything in. But for us, you know, I feel like we're still young as well and if anyone wants to rise to the occasion then we're we're more than happy to show them what we're about
1: and if we step outside of the ring because you you know we've spoken so much about what goes in to the physical side of pro wrestling the training staying motivated working out but sort of the modern aspect of pro wrestling is also promoting yourself especially when you know there's so many different ways to consume wrestling now social media is such a big part of the game now and the two of you seemingly have embraced this pretty much full-on like if anyone follows you guys on instagram and twitter you'll see workout photos sort of motivation in the posts. uh tome of course your you know hairstyle posts recently (laughs) too how how did you guys first deal with that when it was like okay social media you're gonna have to you know go to bat for yourself promote yourself did it just come naturally or was it like okay we got to put the work into this like we do in the ring
3: funny saying that it didn't really come naturally to me um personally um if it wasn't for tome helping me and and supporting me with the social media side of it um marketing and and marketing it wouldn't be as good as it is now um but at the same time we try and keep it organic
0: as possible i'm not going to force feed things for no reason and i'm not gonna um
3: there's no photoshop photos or anything like
0: that no. at all. <laughs> but it's not even it's not even that it's more so like what people say online sometimes they they just they they say anything just to get attention and we're not all about that so you're not gonna see stupid controversial things just to get a couple of extra likes i don't care whether someone likes my photo or not i'm just gonna put the photo up simple as that and whether someone likes it or not it's their problem if they don't like it they can unfollow but um yeah. The whole wrestling game has completely changed and it's changed for everything now. Like if you're a personal trainer, you're going to have to be heavily influential on um, social media. And if you, even if you own a cafe, it's the same thing. You've got to be cool. You've got to be hip. You've got to have the right colors. You've got to have a good theme. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, but really what gets you to the top, I believe, is word of mouth. So if you're good Everyone's going to know
2: about it. Well, this is true because you go to the shows and you do see people wearing, you know, your t shirts. You see guys repping uh, things for the natural classics. You go to the merch table afterwards where you guys are dripping in sweat after a match and people want to hug you, give you photos and stuff like that. What do you say about that uh, sort of organic support? Because, like you said, ultimately you're judged by what you do in the ring and the mm-hmm. fact that you have fans that want to wear your merchandise get their selfies with you share your photos and stuff on facebook how does that make you guys feel
0: oh, it's great uh, something that sticks out to me recently um well it, it's weird because it, you know it was such it was a while ago now because of you know corona having that massive gap but um in 2019 when new japan came to australia um the, the night before we wrestled on the sydney show um on Mel, like in Melbourne, um, we were doing Hall. young, yeah, at Festival Hall, we we're doing young line duties, and we counted both of us 11 natural classics t shirts. So <laughs> that meant so much to us. And yeah, we weren't in the ring, but you know, we, we saw our t shirts in the crowd, and that meant so much to us. So um, it, it's great to see people, you know, supporting us, whether they hate us or love us. Um, them supporting us means a lot. So
2: that's gonna be pretty big too, because like this is the second biggest wrestling company in the world that's come down here and people have chose, what am I going to wear to the show tonight? Put on that actual classic shirt. Are you sure you want to, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to proudly rep this on I a have- worldwide base. Like that's really cool. That
0: means a lot, you know, hopefully someday then, you know, that could, you know, people's love for us will help us. You know, it, it, it goes to show, you know, um, sometimes if you have that, respect and love from the audience, it can go a long way, you know, not just us pushing ourselves, it's um, other people supporting us too. So it means a lot when we see um, fans wear our t-shirts and such, or when we release something and, you know, we sell a bunch of t-shirts online, it's great, it's it's fantastic. It's not even about the sale, it's about it's about the support, mm-hmm. you know, cause um, we're doing this for them as well. It's, it's not just for us, we do it for the fans.
1: I think that's really cool. The other side of that too, isn't just the respect you guys get from the fans. Also the respect from wrestling insiders. I won't name names, but I've had people tell me from different promotions, watch these guys. I think they're the future of wrestling. And I'll, so for years I've thought, okay, I better watch these guys. Something going on here. You guys keep living up to the hype. And then previous episodes of MCW Wide, we've had some of, you know, pretty much all of our guests when we ask them, who do you want to work with in the future? Stevie Philippe, Tome Philippe, always come up even in person when we talk to other wrestlers, your names come up. How important is that to have sort of that on you as well, like from your peers saying, we want to work with these guys?
0: It's cool. Um, We're ready to beat up anyone as well. So if they want to beat us up, we'll beat them up. But
3: yeah, and that's great. I think we're just keeping in our lane and kind of just focusing on us. And um, when the challenges do come, obviously we're going to face them and we're going to give our best Um, whether it's singles or in tag. so yeah.
0: no, it, it does mean a lot, especially when it's someone that's higher up or someone that started before us, especially someone like, um, you know, like Crackerjack or Slex, you know, people we look up to still to this day. Um, but ascent, like w- when the bell goes, it goes out the door. That any any yeah. of like, oh yeah, I can't wait to wrestle. You know, I've, I've watched you when I, you know, first started watching wrestling in Australia, 2011 when I was young, you know, coming to shows. All that goes out the window, you know, once that bell goes, we want to win. Well,
1: in saying that, if there was a tr- uh, sort of the, the dream tag team match or like the goal tag team match for you guys, who would it be against? Let's, we'll stick with Australia for now.
0: We've kind of wrestled everyone in Australia. Yeah. Um, so far, we've like we've wrestled the Velocities. And I'm saying who we've bet. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I guess <laughs> we have. Um, the Velocities, we've, we've wrestled the Brat Pack. We've wrestled Marcus Pitt and Damien Slater, the Untouchables. Um, we've pretty much wrestled most of the tag teams in Australia Mike Bur Richard Taylor recently um, yeah but oh actually interesting since you guys brought that up um, Cracker jack is he gonna return to Australian wrestling he's been saying some stuff online huh yeah and he's got a brother <laughs> that's a wrestler too so maybe that might be something down the road if you that
1: that might yeah, live yeah. in the dream category for now, but it be- Maybe the could, dream category could become a reality.
3: Yeah,
0: could definitely. become a reality.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, in terms of singles, if each of you had to choose that dream opponent on the biggest MCW show, who would it yeah. be against?
3: Wings, pretty obvious. It would be Slex. Slex. definitely. Good one. For me, ah,
0: interesting. Well, I fought Stevie in the main event of <laughs> MCW. <laughs> we beat the crap out of each other. I can't really think of anyone, to be honest. I would say Slex too, not just because he's our friend, but he is literally the best in Australian right now.
1: Well, let's talk about the match against each other though, because again, you're brothers, you've been fans your whole life. You train together, you know, doing everything together. It's, you know, it become a family business. What was that night like and sort of what was the family reaction to that match of you two going head to head?
3: It was it was honestly kind of weird kind of facing each other um, in the main event. Um, it was probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life, definitely. It's true. Because um, he knows all my moves. I know his moves. And trying to bring out something different to counter something, um, I think that was a great task to do. Yeah, it was pretty hard. And uh, I think the family have seen us fight anyway, so it was just <laughs> another
0: night for them. We've never really like, knocked each other out when we were younger. We've never really pushed it that far, only in the ring. So um, uh, parents are kind of used to us arguing. So if anything, um, it was normal. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Did did the family pick sides, or everyone kept their their pick to themselves? I don't
0: want to ruffle
2: any feathers for
1: Christmas. I don't think any of
0: the family came. They didn't. <laughs> oh want to,
2: no. Yeah, they
1: didn't want yeah, to come watch.
0: No, no, they didn't want to come <laughs> watch. So. I didn't even think they watched it back. So
2: it's probably because no one wants to see family fight. That's why they was just like, no, no, we don't want to see. We don't want to see our sons go at it. <laughs> but, uh, Look, you talk about that uh, being in the main event, but there are some times where, you know, and it's just the nature of the wrestling business where sometimes you might not be on the card. Sometimes you might be opening the show. You might just go events without even being on the billing at all. With homecoming coming up uh, February 6th next year, a lot of people who want to be, they want to come back. We want to be on this card. We want to be on this card. How do you guys make sure? All right. The natural classics better be on this card.
3: I think for sure. I think without a doubt, we should be on the show. So um, it's almost like we feel we're going to be on the show. So yeah. um, I guess
0: you're just going to have to watch and find out. <laughs> one way or another, you're going to see us on the shirt. There's no question there. But how do we do that? How do we get there? It's because we've put our heart and soul and passion into this. So you're gonna, like, you're gonna see us one way or another. It,
2: it, the thing is too, like wrestling isn't, it's not a fair industry in, in terms of, so you think you win non, number one contendership matches and that gives you a shot, but sometimes people can jump the queue. People can find other ways. People can challenge out of the blue completely. And sometimes the path to getting gold isn't exactly the easiest. How do you guys deal with that when you see someone perhaps skipping the queue or something that you've been promised? hasn't been delivered because let's face it, it happens a lot in wrestling. It's just the nature of the business.
0: That's true. You're right there. Um, And it's kind of annoying at times Um, we've had, you know, if you look at us, our track record, we've had quite a few opportunities with, um, you know, our careers and things pop up, you work your ass off and you get nothing in return, but we're kind of used to that now. So, you know, it is what it is, but, all we can do is just give 110% and you know, what else can you do? You know what I mean? We're not, we're not the type to, you know, um, kiss ass or anything like that. So we just go out there and do our thing. So um, we've just learned over the years that, you know, you might get all these opportunities and you might be the best. You might, you know, follow that cookie cutter plan of not drinking, smoking, or doing drugs like we still do to this day, you know, but it doesn't always get you somewhere, doesn't it? Huh? So um, you just got to keep going and you know yeah that's it
1: well let's go there we got some questions from social media and one that is appropriate to this conversation from at salsa boy what are your 2021 career goals of course we know things are in concrete now mcw is back with homecoming so for 2021 what are the natural classics aiming for
0: oh i think there's just everything, just un, it's not it's not that it's uncertain. I think maybe because of the international travel plans, that's another uncertainty. So, you know, we'd like to you know just splurge out all the countries we want to go wrestling, but something on our list would definitely be Japan, and. I don't know. I don't want to say anything else. Yeah. Because if we say something, it just, I don't know. I guess you just have, we'll have to find out, honestly. You honestly, we'll just have to find out.
2: Given the cards very close to the chest there. But uh, look, if anything, it's, it's, it does say that each show is going to be much watched, uh, must watch. I mean, you guys have already, it seems like you've been in ballroom brawls. You've done almost everything. But at what point in time do you guys sort of think, look back and go, right? We've accomplished everything here. That's done. We'll close that chapter on MCW or is that something that is just going to be constant that no one is going to take that from you?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's constant. Definitely. Um, Definitely constant. Um, We haven't really hit that point of, you know, winning everything, done everything, you know, so we're still very young and we've got the world ahead of us, I believe. Um, But yeah, we don't just want to be superstars of Australian wrestling. We want to be world renowned superstars. So like, we're going to do everything we can to be the best. Not just the best that we can be, but the best in general. So, um, yeah, as, as frustrating as Corona has been for us, it's just something that now we're um, ready. When everything does open up, we're going to give everything we've got to make sure it happens that we're the best tag team ever.
1: Well, in terms of, um, you know, staying in shape and what it takes to achieve those goals... We got a question from another up-and-comer in MCW, Anth Carver on Instagram has asked, how do I get a body like you two? Is there
3: any uh, advice you can pass on? To be honest, he's, he's, he's doing well for himself. Um, must be just genetics and whatnot. Um, <laughs> He's always,
0: he's very lean and he's always, yeah. he's in shape himself. I don't know why I asked that yes. question, but it's a good question for everyone else. I guess it's just consistency and keep making sure that you eat right at the, at the right time, finding out what works for you, you know, once a certain diet or whatever it may be, um, just staying on top of stuff because, you know, we live in a world where, you know, people want whitened teeth and they find like all these applications they can apply on their teeth. And the next day they've got like, you know, subpar white teeth, but then you've, you know, How to really get white teeth is to brush three, four times a day, use mouthwash, floss, use hydrogen peroxide on your teeth if you have to, you know, all that kind of stuff. You just got to keep on top of stuff. So if you want a good body, you just got to try. You just got to keep on top of it. Educate yourself. Watch YouTube videos. Do whatever it takes. I think something that we've
2: really taken from just chatting to you guys and even just seeing you guys in the ring is... There doesn't seem to be a path for shortcuts for you. Even if you can take an easier road, you boys don't seem to want to take that easier road. You sort of do, it, do the work there. And I'll, I'll focus this on you, Stevie, because it it's must be easy when you've got a very successful older brother to yeah. latch onto that and ride yeah. those so-called coattails. Yeah. How hard has it been for you being Tom's brother?
3: Um, it's not hard at all. Um, I'm just being myself, to be honest. Um, when I step in that ring, it's me. It's no one else. I'm not trying to copy Tome. Um, I'm not trying to, to ride his coattail. I'm literally just being myself. And and you're not worrying about what people yeah. think as well. If they think, have, oh, you're just Tom's brother, you know, you got everything easy handed to you. Nah, yeah. <laughs> and if it, even if it was, like, bad luck for you, like, I'm just it's, simply it's better. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh god. So yeah. And
0: that
1: almost feels like a baseline thing, though. If someone sees you guys and only thinks, ah, oh, they're brothers, they're sort of the same. That's not paying attention. I think like some of the great, you know, brother tag teams. You guys have different styles anyway, and it works to your strength. You know, Matt and Jeff Hardy wrestle different to each other. Booker T and Stevie Ray wrestle different to each other. You know, even Rick and Scott Steiner wrestle different. But together, they complement each other. And that feels like the same for you guys. The strengths are different.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a real positive thing for us um you know how you get tag teams they're just thrown together oh let's get the same wrestling gear and stuff like that I guess we don't really have to worry about that because everyone knows we're brothers we kind of look the same (laughs) but we're also very different you know we wrestle different Um, so if I'm a little bit different I'm not going to worry about someone saying oh no but you've got to look like a tag team we don't give a crap you know we're brothers you know we're brothers we come out there we do our thing you know um that's it's pretty much like that if you look at Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy they're very different but also they're the same as well it's it's weird and that's how I feel I'm I am with Stevie's when you have a look at the uh, the time that you spent in the academy like sometimes
2: i see on the socials i'm like hang on i've never seen them do that before in the in the steals and whatnot have you got some big surprises planned for us uh come homecoming on february 6th
0: Yes, and it wouldn't be a surprise if I said it right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And how important is that, too, for the two of you? Again, like we mentioned, wrestling's, you know, pretty different styles but complementary. How important is it to keep coming up with new things to do in the ring, both as a tag team and even as a singles? Of course, you got access to the academy, you know, um, world-class facilities to work on whatever you want. How important is it to keep it fresh in the ring?
3: Mm, I think it's vital, definitely. Yeah, always always thinking of new, new techniques, um, always pushing the boundaries, whether it's on the, on the top rope, whether it's on the mat, it doesn't matter. It's always learning new things together. um, And we've got each other to practice. So, that's true, yeah. But it also comes back to the basics
0: as well. If you don't keep on top of all the real fundamentals, then, yeah, the, ha- your, the base of your house is going to crumble and then everything else, all your fancy PlayStation 5s on the top cabinet are going to fall down as well, you know. So all these special moves ain't going to mean anything if you can't do a front roll, you know. And that, that was one thing we noticed a lot as well in um, you know, uh, when we went to WWE for our tryout. You know, we, we were very um, fortunate that we've been pushed from the start with our roles and our, our bumps and such, um, we, we kept on top of it. So when we went to, you know, when we had an opportunity like that, and even at the Follow Dojo, um, we made sure that we were good with the roles. And that that truly is what makes someone, if you, like, you can look at someone, they can, you know, wrestle all right, but, you know, you, you see them roll and they can't roll right. It's like, oh, that's why they couldn't do that move correctly or whatever it is. You know, it's the little things that they mean a lot.
2: Without doing that first step, you know, you, you can't climb a mountain without taking that first step correct. Exactly. So that's a very good sort of uh, mindset to go into it. Uh, before we let you guys go, if we had to do the best of the Natural Classics and you had to name your top three matches that you've had in your career, both singles and as a tag, yep. what do you reckon they'd be?
3: I think for singles for myself, um, myself versus um, Will Ospreay, the first match. Um, having that opportunity to face him such early on in my MCW career, um, it taught me so much um, to the point now that I still learn from it. Mm-hmm. So I said that's your number one. That's my number one. Yeah. Four. Do you have just, any others or I'm just mainly that one, right? Yeah, mainly that one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's true. And I think, you know, what's funny, um, a lot of people probably don't really remember this or they might, I don't know. But um, on the same night where Stevie um, wrestled Will Ospreay, I was, when he was wrestling him, I was at the hospital getting stitches and getting my head checked because I got slammed on the guardrail from Alan Payne. And that match there woke me up, literally woke me up. And I'll never forget that match. Um, It was special to me. I don't know if if anyone um, can recall that or anything like that, but that match was special to me. It taught me a lot. Um, not just inside the ring, but outside the ring as well. And, and we've had all these other fantastic matches yeah. like tag team. Um, we've, I think like the most crazy match we've had was probably with the Velocities. Definitely. Like, that was insane. 100%. From start to end, it just didn't stop. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, you hit someone, you turn around, oh, shit, they're going to kick me in the face. You know, it, it was just insane. Insane. All right. And
1: we've got one more question from social media. This one is a little bit outside of wrestling. We've established how you guys put in the work Fundamentals are important. You gotta stay doing things the right way. But Robbie Eagles, the great man himself, has asked, How did Tome learn to cheat at Tekken 7? Oh, Robbie. I think it's all those years beating me.
0: <laughs> oh, basically. <laughs> wow, you know what, Robbie? He was the one that invited me to a wrestling playthrough of Tekken Seven. Like we had we had like a bunch of wrestlers from New South Wales and Victoria and even um in New Zealand as well. And so he was the one that invited me. I think Robbie Eagles is a sore loser. That's all I'm going to say. I, I do not know how to cheat. I've always followed the rules. So Robbie, I think we should have another match and we should stream it because um, we should just show everyone why I'm better than you at Tekken.
2: Borders are open here. You can come to Melbourne. We'll, yeah. we, we'll, we'll pay for the two weeks in your quarantine, bro. The, the challenge is out.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right, guys. It's been a pleasure having you on MCW Wired. If the fans want to follow you on social media, where can they
3: find you? Stevie, we'll start with you. Yep. On Instagram, at Stevie Philippe. Same with Twitter. Same with Facebook. Um, and it's the exact same yep. for me too, yeah.
0: Tom Philippe. You can follow me on all platforms. And you will see my special hairstyles and our cheat days <laughs> that we go crazy with. We go all out. <laughs>
1: all right. Best cheat meal on the spot now. What's your go-to cheat meal?
0: You go first because I have to think. Straight about up. too many.
3: Straight up ramen and takoyaki. Nice. Basically a combo of everything I can get because um, <laughs> I don't really have a, um, a top pick of fast food. I basically get, cram everything I can in that day. So Macca's. So whether it's Macca's, whether it's, Hungry Jacks, pizza. whether it's pizza, whether it's fish and chips, um, I literally unleashed the sushi.
2: whole day. And sushi, yes, definitely, of course. So what, Simon, we need to somehow align our cheat days to match up with theirs and go to the- <laughs> for a cheat day, because that sounds awesome.
3: Let's do it, it'll be a big party.
0: Sure.
2: Alright
1: guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again to the Natural Classics for
2: joining us. Thank
3: you. Awesome.
2: thanks. We've done a lot of these episodes of MCW Wired during lockdown, and I don't think we've had guests that have been as hungry and as keen. Maybe it's because homecoming is just around the corner, but these guys are raring to go. They're a coiled spring. And I really fear for anyone that's on the opposite side of the ring of them come homecoming. Yeah. Come homecoming
1: and come 2021 for the rest of the year for Melbourne City Wrestling. I think these guys should and will be at the top of the card and sort of at the top of mind for all the fans. These are the two guys to watch. I think they're, you know, pretty much
2: poised to take over MCW. I think it's going to be a huge year for them. Just listening to both Stevie and Tom talk, I feel like they are taking, well, well, the loss of 2020 and the shows that they could have been, the opportunities, like, they're really taking this a bit personally. And as you said, Simon, 2021 is going to be pretty intense because they're hungrier. They're, They're stronger. They're leaner. Look at them for crying out loud. So... Man, it's once Homecoming kicks off and then the shows for the rest of the year, 2021 is going to be the year of the Natural Classics.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be awesome to see what's in store for those two guys. And we also can't wait to see what's in store for MCW Wired moving into 2021. We're going to have massive guests. We're going to be doing some really cool content moving forward. And of course, we want you to be involved because this is the fans show as well. It's for all of Melbourne city wrestling. So stay involved by using the hashtag MCW wired on social media. You can get your questions put there to your favorite stars
2: on the show as well. Use the hashtag MCW It's the easiest way to get in touch. Follow all the MCW socials when you hear it. And of course, like subscribe on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get your podcasts, because the minute these podcasts go live, you'll get it first.
1: Absolutely. And on that note, Happy New Year! And finally, I guess we can say it because we know the show is set. We'll
2: see you at the show. <laughs> the twenty first? No, it's not the twenty first. What is the date? Sixth. Mm. Uh, I wrote the thing down. I wrote it down. Damn it! Sorry. No. Uh, all good. Where did I write it down? This is what happens when you don't have organised notes. <laughs> here it is. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Damn right. February the sixth, twenty twenty one mcw homecoming it's going to be great to fill that Thorntonbury theater once again we'll see you there we'll be there but until then as simon said hope you have a happy holidays and we'll see you at homecoming